Hello Weather Watchers, this is Wally Ward with another Weather Wonder. Did you ever wonder what we mean when we say it isn't the heat, it's the humidity? Well on those hot days when you're sweating like a teenager on their first day, you're feeling the effects of humidity on heat. And usually your neighbor's arguments get a lot louder and the domestic crime rate gets way out of hand. So if you have any questions for Weather Wonders, send them to me, Wally Ward, in care of this station. And next week, we'll tell you why tornadoes always touch down in trailer parks. Your ears are about to be filled with the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. 28 minutes or so of sketch comedy, songs, and whatnot pulled from the audio vaults of Duck Logic a Chicago improv group that produced a two-hour comedy show called The Cavalcade on WLUP AM 1000 Radio in Chicago, plus new things thrown in for good measure. So kick back and enjoy a wacky walk down Comedy Street with Duck Logic, because they're a car of comedy clowns, just a car of comedy clowns, as funny as any podcast around, the most loony, kooky, messed up comedy clowns. Do you wear pre-ripped jeans? Do you spend hundreds of dollars on new sweaters that already come with big holes in them? Have you shelled out way too much money on jackets that are stained or permanently spattered with what looks like motor oil or paint? Then you're the kind of forward-thinking fashionista who knows that to be stylish, your clothes have to look like you bought them off a homeless guy in the alley. But why should your fashion sense end there? Why slide those beat-up clothes into a pristine car? Hello, folks. I'm Saul Edelman co-owner of Distress Motors. At Distress Motors, we offer our valued customers only the latest, top-of-the-line vehicles at only 20% over MSRP. Don't get the wrong idea. These are not used cars. These are brand new 2023 Land Rovers, Lexus, Teslas, and BMWs rolled straight off the assembly line, where they're dented, scratched, and otherwise manhandled by our expert crew of 15-year-old delinquents on loan from the Cook County Juvenile Detention Center. That's them back there, out at work. Hey, take it down a notch. Volvos that look like they've been T-boned. Teslas with wobbly front tires. Ford F-150s that have been keyed. Cracked windshields, missing taillights, hail damage. From the coffee stains on the seats to that weird smell coming from the trunk, at Distressed Motors, our brand new vehicles have been distressed the same exact way, in the same exact spots. Your friends at the Yacht Club will know you're at the cutting edge of haute couture when you roll up in one of our trendy beat-up beauties. So stop in at Distress Motors and drive out in a brand new set of wheels that look like they've been through two semesters of driver's ed. That's Distressed Motors in the same strip mall as Stairworld on Route 59 in Illinois, Illinois. Just look for the papier-mâché figure of a gullible Gen Xer on his phone. You're listening to the Duck Logic Comedy Cavalcade on The Loop, AM 1000 in Chicago, and I'm Walter, one of the duckers. And like the Trib, like the Sun-Times, like Channel 7, they have critics. They have critics at large, critics uh, that just do film. We have a critic at large, too. You know, we're not going to be left out. His name is John Inglom. How are you doing, John? Nice to see you, Walter. Uh, nice to see you, John. We, we hired this guy up right away. He, he left, uh, what were you, Southtown Economist, or you were the Defender or something like that? Uh, I've written many, many, oh, many places. Freelance, freelance, Walter. I'm sure. Okay. And uh, we sent him out to, uh, you were going to, what were you going to do today? I'm, I went to eat at Ditka's. Okay, good. Good. Critic at large means he could have done anything. I didn't know if it was going to be a movie or uh, an opening of a new art gallery, but uh, a restaurant's good. A restaurant. Sure. Ditka's is good. It's a hot place, I hear. Uh, I'm going to just step aside and you take over. Critic at large, 
John Ingram, to his opinion of Ditka's. Thanks. Go, go ahead, John. Thanks, I, I won't stand there any longer. I'll Thank you. Oh, okay. I would appreciate okay, that. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, now, this Ditka's place is downtown, and although I love to drive my own car, fighting with the rest of the city's car-driving public for a semi-legal parking space six blocks from my final destination just doesn't put me in the proper mood for a fair and impartial judgment of whatever it is that needs my attention. I've seen it all before, believe me, so I decided to grab a cab. The experience would at least be mediocre, and considering myself a bit of a gambler, I couldn't pass up the chance, however slim, of a possible pleasant journey. While waiting on the corner of Lincoln and Halstead, a prime cab hailing spot in my opinion, I took a gander at the filth lining both sides of the street as far as the eye could see. Leftover pop cans, cigarette butts, broken wine bottles, an old shoe and a recently discarded pamper loaded to capacity. What a bore. I've seen it all before, people. Believe me. I don't know how the people of this city expect any progress until they learn to break away from the traditional mold a little. Sure, the items of trash change daily, but putting a new cover on a Harlequin novel still won't get me to read it. Luckily, I didn't have to wait as long as I expected to see a cab. I stuck up my hand and yelled the customary, Hey, cabbie! But the driver doesn't even notice me. As he drives by, I can hear the throbbing clangings that pass for music blaring out his window. And I'm almost knocked out by the disgustingly sweet smell of the cheap fruit-flavored incense that those guys buy at gas stations because the front of the package has a picture of a dork just like themselves with a slut maiden on their arms. I've seen it all before, believe me. This guy's got to learn that working to please yourself is all right, but you don't sell if you don't please the audience. I stood there amongst the still undistinguished garbage display for what seemed like an entire ten minutes. I was just about to call it quits and stay home when a vehicle marked taxi came loping my direction. The doors were yellow, the hood was blue, the trunk was green, and there were blotches of brick red primer everywhere. Isn't there a certain amount of pride connected with people's jobs anymore? This man could probably make twice as much money if he presented a first impression of quality and professionalism. I've seen it all before, believe me, but I couldn't spend another minute standing around this city's waste product performance piece, so I hailed him and hoped for the best. He seemed to understand where the address was that I gave him, and that made me feel a little easier about my evening. Maybe there was a chance of enjoying myself after all. But then he started up a conversation about local sports. He had the names right, but his delivery lacked any real conviction, and after a few blocks, I could predict his opinions with an uncanny accuracy. His character quirks were underdeveloped, and his accent seemed to drift in and out. I've seen it all before, believe me, people, and it meant a meaningless utilitarian ride in my book, hardly John, worth the current John, rate of fare. John, I just, John. Excuse me, Walter, well, I'm not finished. I, well, I didn't even hear you really get started. I realize there's a certain amount of exposition you, you must give on any uh, I am a professional writer, Walter. I, I know, I've heard that, you know, they always start out with a little bit of, uh, you know, atmosphere and stuff, but we're out of time. That's all the time we really oh, had. Oh, I could for... have expected that from a show like this. I've seen this all before, believe well, me, we're, we're it's fairly, always We're a fairly fast-paced show, so we really got to get going. So uh, next time, you will finally get to Ditka's, you think? Or... Well, I can appreciate life at a much higher level than it's being presented to me right now, Walter. I can tell you that. Well, 
<laughs> I guess a lowbrow hijinks is our middle name. But uh, uh, ne next week, I guess uh, we'll probably have John back, right? I mean, you signed a if Yes, if I must contract. come back here, I will try to see what I can do. And uh, maybe he'll talk about Ditka's again, because that was pretty good. I mean, uh, next time maybe you can talk about the you know the, the silverware, or maybe the busboys. Well, if uh, I get the... that far, Walter, I will certainly do oh, that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you're listening to the Duck Logic <sighs> Comedy Cavalcade on the loop, AM 1000. Um, I know, I liked it. I liked the cab thing. That was oh, good. Mediocrity reigns supreme. I've ridden in cab before. You're right about some of that. I know what you did. Opening this week at the Airy Crown Theater in a special limited engagement run, it's Charles Nelson Riley in his greatest last-ditch effort, the role he was born to play. Watch him dance. Watch him sing. Watch him bite the heads off chickens in the Steppenwolf Theater production of Zorba the Geek. Get this raw chicken out of my throat. Barbecue sauce, tarragon, something. With John Malkovich as the deafblind mute man who communicates only with Zorba. Drop the method acting. This is a musical. No, and watch what you're doing with that cane. See it before he dies. Get tickets early for Zorba the Geek. This is for you, Mrs. Mueller. No. It'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. Has your Happy Meal order not made you happy? Was your haircut less than satisfactory? Has someone cut you off in traffic? Good day. This is Angus Macduff, the head of the panties from Heaven Law Farm. I and my daughter, Sheila Macduff. Hi! Will seek out justice for these and other egregious insults to you and yourn. When I went to the movies, the popcorn stand was out of butter. I went to the market, and they were out of apples. The conductor gave me the wrong change. The pennies from heaven law firm will seek out the justice you deserve from the everyday attacks against you and those you love. Me and my daughter Hi. have won hundreds of dollars from thousands of cases. Every cent counts. I was overjoyed when I got that 25 cents. The half dollar really helped. A nickel may not seem like much, but well, I guess, I guess it isn't that much, is it? Remember, I, Angus McDuff, and me daughter, Shayla, Hi. of the pennies from Heaven Law Firm, are here to get you what you deserve. Who and where and why did we create the confidence seizures? Oh, it was like a... That was... Here's what I remember. We were writing... I uh, was writing all those lyrics for It's the Real World After All, and some of them were just too harsh for what it was we were doing. A real, real world was a huge... I'd call it a hit. It was in the top 25 of Dr. Demento several times, at least, if not many. For a comedy song, it was a hit, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's it. And we made fun of that. And those harsh mm -hmm. lyrics became the lyrics for the Confident Seizures version. And that was, I thought, the first Confident Seizures song was their yep. version of It's the Real World After All. Yep. The, 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 the harsher lyrics were not that harsh. No. Nah, I mean, you didn't, we just had any... to make some choices because there was way too many lyrics. It would have gone on for 15 minutes if we recorded as kids you all did. the things I wrote. I just kept writing anything that would come. Yeah. And some of those just some of those just felt more right for the Confident Seizures to sing. Although they, there's some crossover, isn't there? You know? Little White Lie inside Mom's Apple Pie. That might have been in the... In the... That might have been stayed there. So it's a little crossover. It's a parody of Real World, which is a very popular song on Dr. Demento, which is a, it's a parody of the Small World ride in Disney. And so this is the Thrasher version of our parody of the Disney song. And so I have- It's one of the few times the comedians have been caught doing a parody of their own material. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah. Doing yeah, our right. own, doing a parody of our parody. And so it was just making fun of the fact that, wow, this is, we could do it like a punks thing. And, and uh, I actually wrote the, I don't write many of those kind of things, but I wrote the beginning of the punk thing. And then mm-hmm. uh, her, uh, your sister's boyfriend played the lead on it. Yeah, Chris. Chris, yeah, yeah. I think we all crammed into that little closet. Yeah, it was a nice closet studio yeah. in the basement. Yep, you yep, did. yep. I'm using an acoustic to play the rhythm. But we didn't like put it anywhere, right? I mean, we didn't, I can't find it on our, the cavalcade on the loop. No, it's on the videotape. Yeah, we did a video, Cableville. Yeah. We did Cableville. Right. We did a version of that. There was a commercial for the seizures were going to be just going from one mall. Grand Mall Tour. <laughs> the Grand Mall Tour. Going from one shopping mall to another, and we called it the Grand Mall Tour. Grand Mall Tour. Of the seizures. Get it? The Grand Mall Seizure Tour. Walking in a fascist wonderland, right? That was just, it was just a clip, though. That made yeah, have walking in a fa- yeah, that was the yeah. Christmas song, Walking in a Fascist Wonderland. But I think it was like a verse and a chorus, and that was it. <laughs> They are the most furious feedback the world has ever known. They're louder, faster, and more belligerent than they were the first time around. They're the confidence seizures. And they're positively paralyzing your lifestyle with their new reunion album, Waste of Time. Featuring the skating single, It's the Real World After All. It's a real world after all. It's a real world after all. And the special holiday hell of Walking in a fascist wonderland. No other band can make outdated 70s radicalism sound as important as the fearsome foursome from Canton, Ohio. Wankle Eugene, Jello Gelatin, Brian Frankel Jones, and Just Plain John. Four musicians, four reasons to buy, waste of time. The reunion album by The Confident Seizures, the latest reason to tell the world of rock and roll where to get off. See The Confident Seizures Grand Mall Tour 87 at the Woodfield Mall, the Brickyard Mall, the Oak Brook Mall, the Century Mall, and of course, the Moolah Mall. Or look at the special events calendar of the mall nearest you. Then, feel the fury. For some reason... We have my sister interview us like a like yes. a rock. Yes. yes, and she did a good job. It was funny. Yeah. Unfortunately, I only found like some of it. I don't think I have it all because all I have is like I don't know a couple minutes, two minutes of Brian Frankel Jones. Brian Frankel Jones. Wankel Eugene. Wankel Eugene. Jello Gelatin, and then the fourth member was just simply named John. <laughs> John, yes. <laughs> what are their names? Wankel Eugene. Brian Frankel Jones, Jello Gelatin, and John. Frankel Jones was a friend of Ann's, a dancer, actress friend, Karen Frankel Jones. That's where I took that from. And we sounded way, way too close to Spinal Tap, but. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It was an homage. It was an homage to uh, Spinal Tap. There you go. Hey, you don't have to be British to sound that way. Which, which mountain was all right? Have you ever been there? Which mountain? Now, Mr. Okay. Toad's Wild Ride. Well, was, anyway, uh, we took the small the world ride. Well, you go through and you hear, and it's it's a very touching. It's a very ride. small world. It's a very small After world, all. but it goes on forever. Uh-huh. And we felt and ever. sort of obligated. Uh, we were so touched by that. We sort of felt obligated to write our personal tribute to Walt Disney. And we feel it, you know, when you listen to it, everything is there except for the boat. 
except for the boat. That you go through. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, well, what right. happens? What's the admission price? Is there yeah. too kind of? It's the the whole feeling of an admission price. I wrote, you know, yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. But of course, John, you know, vetoed. Well, I didn't idea. feel that the public uh, was familiar with the song. I did like it. I got to. Yo ho is a great hook. It's well, it's too much of a concept idea. Yo ho, Brian. come on. Well, okay, I guess that'll satisfy our listeners. Um, well, that's it for this week. Our thanks to the Confident Seizures, Brian Frankel-Jones. I'm going to Epcot Center next uh, next year, next summer. Uh, Wankle Engine, Jello Gelatin, and John. Mm. Look like, for him. I like Wankle Eugene myself. Wankle, Wankle Eugene. Eugene. No, or it, it was Eugene. <laughs> want to try it again. It said It'll Eugene funny here. It'll be funny. I'll try this I don't again, know, should we both be doing English accents? Do, do you think that's like not too good, really? I don't know. I'm still in a kind of classic. Why did we do an interview? Yeah, I think it was going to be put together for the next Armstrong Mutual, and then when we got the radio show, we never went back and did anything with it, maybe. When we pitched the Cavalcade show at the, to the loop, we used what we called the Armstrong Mutual Cigar Hour, which was three half-hour comedy shows, basically. So I have the rehearsal. I'm calling it the rehearsal because we stop a couple times and, you know, drop our whatever accents. And so so that's Hands. so that's this one. One, two, three, four. changes but that'll work i mean you know and then we have another one that's the actual one that i but but again did we play it anywhere it wasn't i can't find it like played on a rate on a i don't think we sent it out in the comedy service yeah, it was, i believe it was played on nur nur yeah i'm pretty sure northwestern yeah i'm pretty sure refresh my no, memory I'm, I'm being honest wnur is, is northwestern's radio station yeah right and okay. i know that they played some of our armstrong mutual cigar stuff yeah, but that was that's what I'm saying. This song that uh, the punk version of Real World was not on, was not in our 
in the Armstrong. We shared Armstrong it. Mutual we must have was, shared it with friends or something because there's a guy. Whenever I go back to Ohio, and I, I the one thing the one guy's like, "Oh, Dad, let's play that one song you you wrote that that." And he remembers Real World, but he doesn't know the one from Doctor Demento. He only <laughs> knows the the Thrasher one because he starts playing that on the, on his rhythm. He goes, "Ah, Dave, that was great. That was a great rhythm thing." So what do I know about music? <laughs> That's a real this one's Walt Disney. Walt, whatever you are. Don't frozen or not frozen, thought yeah, out. Roll over. Yeah, me three. One, two, three, four. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, great. Sorry. Well, my finger slipped. Oh, great. Mm. I haven't cut my nails. I bit them off this morning. One, two, three. <laughs> Cadillac, who still believes in making big, long luxury cars. Hey, Bob! Rita! Come see my new car! It sure is a beauty, Tom. And it's so big, Tom. <laughs> it's a foot bigger than Bob's here, at least, and it's much wider. Yep, I have to admit it. Tom's is just much larger than mine. Oh, no doubt about it, Bob. Tom's is just bigger, wider, longer than yours or any other man's on this block. You're right, Rita. 
Tom's is almost too large. <laughs> too bad we're not talking about the size of his Johnson. Yes, my car is smaller than Tom's, but thank God my penis is huge. I'll say it is, Bob. It's like something from another world. That big, Bob? It's so incredibly large, I don't need a toboggan during winter. In fact, it's just so monstrous, I don't have time for any hobbies or sports at all. We don't dare put him in a bathing suit, Tom. Tom, let me tell you, big cars are okay, subliminally speaking, but girls really go for guys who can put the meat on the table. That's my guy talking. Cadillac, making cars for men with small penises since 1935. I'm Peter Graves, and welcome to Discover the World of Science. Follow me now as we go on a microscopic electric journey inside Mountain Dougie's beard. We first discovered Mountain Dougie on Charles Kuralt's Middle of the Road program, and it was there that scientists first caught a glimpse of Mountain Dougie's beard. A mountain man living alone in the Ozarks where he was born, Mountain Dougie has never in his life shaved or washed, giving him a full, thick beard with a crusty, coarse texture, as interesting to scientists as it is to archaeologists. Mountain Dougie's age remains a mystery, but perhaps an exploration of his hardy facial hair will solve it. Our team of researchers caught up with Mountain Dougie in the interrogation room of the Buck County, Arkansas Sheriff's Department. He was being detained there and questioned about a string of disappearing female campers. After a complete psychological examination which elicited no data, we talked to Dougie and prepared for our journey. Dougie, why haven't you shaved? Don't want to. And the same is true about washing? What? You also don't want to wash yourself. I just gonna get dirty again. Would you at least comb your beard? Hell no. It collects things. What sorts of things? Important things. Food, dirt, memories of simpler times before I tied all them women up. Bits of rope, spittle, useful things. Sort of a survival kit attached to one's body. Attached to my body? I could start a fire with it. Start a fire? With your beard? Do you have a sliver of flint cleverly buried in there? I got a pack of matches. Mountain Dougie, may we begin our journey into your beard using specifically designed microscopic probes? Be my guest. Deep in the twisted, knotted, gnarled follicles of hair on his chin, our microscopic probes passed, slowly, dangerously, recording a variety of info on exactly what they came in contact with. 300 gallons of dried spittle proved quite a formidable shield, but as we passed layer upon layer, a new world opened up to us the world of the early American mountain pioneer. Dr. Schilling Change describes what was found inside Mountain Dougie's beard. Peter, our sensitive equipment recorded the following items on its journey. Please remember that some quantities have been projected from small samples. Here's our data. One pound of dirt, ten pebbles, a packet of matches, ten yards of string, three gallons of oil from facial acnes, carbon dated to 1929. Deflated balloon or prophylactic, we're not sure. A half sack of flour. A quart of moonshine. Four pounds of fly carcasses. An Indian arrowhead. A drop of Elvis Presley's sweat. And the last item found in Mountain Dougie's beard. A ten-foot stained glass window stolen from the Vatican during World War II. It is this last item, a stained glass window ten feet high, stolen from the Vatican, which is probably the most enigmatic entry in our list of debris found. I asked Mountain Dougie where he thought it came from. Spit come from my mouth, 
Matches come from dry goods store. Flour come from dry goods store, too. But what about the stained glass window? You mean the one that shows the Christ child ascending to heaven? Exactly. I don't rightly know. It's a mystery. Maybe it was something I ate. Maybe it come flying through the air when I'm sleeping. Maybe God put it there. Maybe God put it there. Exactly the conclusion our team of scientists came to after hours of careful scrutiny and deliberation. For the time being, a working hypothesis from a journey into the unknown. A journey into Mountain Dougie's beard. I'm Peter Graves for Discover the World of Science. Join me next week as we make a topographical survey of Charles Bronson's face. Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 66. Featuring in alphabetical order, Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Joan Mitchka, Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, Chris Sim, and that playful little imp, Tim Thomas. Sound effects and some music by zapsplat.com. Tell everyone you can possibly think of about the podcast and go ahead and subscribe. Don't be shy. Why not follow us on social media? Check out our Facebook page when you've got a minute. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com. Portions of this podcast were previously broadcast on old-fashioned terrestrial radio back in the day under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. But up, 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 yeah, whatever. <laughs>